Jordan, before we start this amazing episode of the podcast, I have some incredible news for you. Ooh, I love great news. Okay, so our amazing sponsor, Ida Sports, has decided to graciously give us some free shoes. Ooh, that is great news. I love Ida. I know, right? So we already have their futsal shoes in the mail. They're sending us some cleats. But tell me, what do you love about Ida? For me, I've always had an issue with like fitting my foot into the cleats because they're made for men's which are way different than women's. And for some reason, brands don't seem to get that. So my foot never quite fits, right? I'm trying to figure out insoles. I'm tying them weird. I'm like, they never quite fit right. Um, so Ida actually is the first shoe that fits my feet because they're made for women. I love it. I love it. Exactly. They have looked at all the details and everything to do with a woman's foot compared to a men's. They've looked at the foot shape, They've altered the arch support and the different places we even put pressure on our feet and how that changes. So we are so, so excited and thankful for Ida Sports for not only sponsoring this podcast, but sending some cleats our way, some shoes our way. I wore mine around the store today and trust me, they are so comfortable. So check out Ida Sports and get all of your footwear needs. Anyway, Jordan, big week in college soccer. We are on episode nine of this podcast, which is baffling to me that that is how far into the college soccer season we are. And just kind of trying to, pro- it's October. When did that happen? Yesterday. That's really terrifying. Speaking of yesterday, I need the entire world to know this. We have big news and it has nothing to do with soccer or sports or results. Guys, Jordan, it's terrible. Jordan, would, would you like to share your news with the audience? Like insert clip here. Guys, <laughs> if anyone, if anyone has any hair care advice for how to like grow your hair back, Yesterday was our Penn State game on national television. They're zooming in on my face. And I mean, I shed a tear for the loss and I shed several more after watching the clips because I am balding. I am losing air rapidly. I mean, it's it's bad. The, the clip was bad. I'm burning my black headband. I don't care how lucky it is. Please, I ordered, I went down a whole rabbit hole. I got derma rollers. I'm doing like rosemary oil. Anyone, please help me. I'm balding and I'm sad I about can't it. Be, I can't be the one that like laugh because I also have fine blonde hair. So like, I feel like your struggle, but like, I feel like we need like, this is not a sponsored ad, but any of those brands that promote hair growth, Jordan would love to do an NIL deal with you right now. I feel like. Oh my God, please. I mean, I need something. I'm going back to my dark hair. I can't do it. I'm, it was so bad. I'm balding. I'm 20. I'm balding. It's just that stress of college sports. Sometimes it comes at you from different angles. You never know. Guys, I don't think I can pull off bald. I've tried the TikTok filters. It doesn't look good. You know, it's a new stage when you do the filters to see what you would look like because you're just committed that that's what's happening. It's not, it's not good. It's not a look. I can't pull it off. Some people can. I'm not one of them. I need hair. I need hair and I'm losing it. Anyone with hair advice, this is an emergency. We need you to contact Jordan. We will give you a plug. We will do anything you need. Let's, let's help Jordan out with her hair issue. Please. (laughs) Okay. All seriousness aside, because that's fully seriousness. I would love to ask you a question, Jordan. What is up with the Big Ten standings right now? Because it is getting a bit messy up in here. Messi is an absolutely terrific word for it. Um, Tragically, Penn State is number one right now, still undefeated. They tied Michigan Thursday, which puts them, how many games have we even had? At five. So four, oh, and one. 
uh, would be Penn State's record then. And then we have a five-way tie for second place, all of us having three wins, one loss, and one tie. Yo, and then there's us tied for sixth and seventh under your five-way tie. Still hanging in there with two wins, one loss, and two ties. So craziness happening in the Big Ten. I mean, it's nuts that we can still say we have five games left and it is anyone's for the taking in any which way and manner. So the crunch time, so it's postseason. For those of you guys who don't know, the top eight teams in the Big Ten make the tournament. And I feel like that's just going to be like a bear claw fest to see who's climbing over who at the end of it. Absolutely. I mean, we're trying to like figure it out, like who we already played, who we haven't played yet, which, you know, and it's, there's just so many of us that like literally every game is so important from here on out, which it always is, but um, yeah, it will be it'll be an interesting couple weeks here in college soccer as we figure out these standings and everything shakes out. Lots of big games ahead. These next five, crunch time. Oh yeah, it's the last month, and the last month is definitely where it's every everything to lose, and everyone's body's sore at this point. Everyone everyone hurts a little bit, so it's simply becomes a game of moments and details, and who wants it more? Absolutely, starting to feel a little bit like an upperclassman here. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Um, my body, I feel old. 23-year-old has kicked in. I've At this point, you know, I'm beyond blessed, but I've realized I've now played on the field in an Iowa jersey for over 7,200 minutes at this point, and I'm feeling it. It's happening, but we're grinding and taking every game like we can. At least you have hair. But- <laughs> I do have hair. I have hair. I'm not balding yet. That's a you problem. anyways we were so so thankful for our guests to join what were you gonna say jordan i was just gonna keep going i was this is we talked a little bit in the third episode about how i was kind of like the lowest point of my career um minutes wise thank god you know luckily things have turned around here you know been starting been playing 80 minutes but this is the most soccer i've played in like three four years now i think like that's wild speaking in we do have a listener question so it fits in perfect right here i won't ask you at the end season's tough what is the best way for recovery what's your favorite recovery modality um i love good cranberry juice or cherry juice i just got some stuff from cornell which is like three thousand cranberries in a little shot great for inflammation so i love that I don't know, like just stay hydrated. There's nothing like super crazy. I do the Normatec boots, the game ready, which is like ice and compression. We ice bath after every single game or every single practice. Always good for recovery. Um, I actually just got my massage today. So every Monday we go and we get some nice massages, which is also, I mean, who doesn't feel better after a massage? I mean, feel great after that. But I think it's just the little things, you know, details, keeping your diet right, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep makes a huge difference in your recovery and making sure you're able to last the entire season. Absolutely. Well, this baller that we're about to talk to is also in her fifth year in the Big Ten, has made some big strides throughout her entire career, playing as a freshman, winning a Big Ten championship as a freshman and translating all the way through and was last year's 2022 Big Ten Midfielder of the Year, second team All-American. So we are so, so excited to have Emma Jaskinick from the University of Wisconsin on the podcast today talking about her journey as a Big Ten athlete. All right, everyone, we are welcomed on the podcast today by 2022 Big Ten Midfielder of the Year, second team All-American midfielder. I know I'm embarrassing you, but I'm just going to keep talking about you. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. 
Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have you. And, you know, we were just joking off the pod a little bit. And when Jordan and I first started talking about who we could get on the podcast, because we want other Big Ten athletes here with us, I was like, oh, we got to get this girl. Like, she's <laughs> amazing in every aspect. Like, let's hit her up. And sure enough, here you are. So we're so happy. And getting right into it, Emma, it's really interesting. We say all the time, like, soccer is such a small world. You <laughs> run into each other so many times. And specifically, I feel like yours and mine's path has crossed a lot. <laughs> I think I was going into my sophomore year of high school when we first met. I was literally thinking about that before I came on here. And I was like, I think I was like 15 when I met Sam. And I like have a vivid memory of us playing St. Louis. And I had a full hair of cornrows. And we met in the parking lot afterwards and had your mom take a picture of us. So. Yeah, I have to dig up that picture just to like, just embarrass us a little bit. We looked really ugly. So. Yeah, the, the gloves did us well. So Yeah, well, here we are. Here we are. Um, yes, yeah, so we met at the Wisconsin ID camp, uh, going into my sophomore year at the time I was looking at Wisconsin, you were already committed. Mm-hmm. And ever since we've just played against each other in club. And now once a year in college, we seem to find each other at least. So crazy times and super happy to have your story on the pod. So Thank starting you. off, you're from Wisconsin and you committed to Wisconsin your freshman year of high school. Was it always Wisconsin or why Wisconsin? So growing up, I like always had wanted to go to Wisconsin I'm a fourth generation badger so like my grandparent well my great grand went here both my grandpas went here both my parents went here and my brother was going here and so I just grew up around Madison and I just like loved every aspect of it and so I think every kid's dream is like when you're like 10 years old you're like oh my god UNC like that's so cool so like I had that in the back of my head and like UCLA and stuff but like as a freshman, it's like I, when Madison offered me, so I started coming to camps, I think when I was in sixth grade, maybe, or something like that, very young. And so I've just like had constant communication with Paula and the coaching staff. And I absolutely loved them. And so when they offered me a scholarship, I was like, yeah, like I'm coming here. This is it for me. And so looking back on it, I actually think it's crazy because I was 14 when I had committed and I was like, I'm like, I do was not in the right headspace to be making a decision for the next eight years of my life. But um, with everything that's happened, I'm so happy that I made that decision. I wouldn't change it for the world. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's such a crazy story. Yeah. You know, Emma is a fifth year this year. So wrapping up your career, I know it's something I've even started to think about like, dang, like I've committed eight years of my life to the program. And yeah. so, yeah, obviously making that decision your freshman year is crazy, but happy you're happy and with that you also graduated high school early um went to college early made that decision can you tell us a bit about why you did that and you know what that brought for you yeah so I think the biggest decision or the biggest reason why I made that decision was Wisconsin soccer not Madison but Wisconsin soccer more or less is I would say below average compared to the rest of the United States like unfortunately but like that's just where I grew up and so that was the environment I was in and so Paul and I thought it would be like the best decision for me to come in a semester early and get exposed to like the college level of play I like loved high school and stuff but I also was ready to move on at that point like I had bigger hopes and dreams than what I had in high school so for me leaving wasn't that hard of a decision and I know some people like didn't feel the same way as I did, but I was ready to move on. So it honestly wasn't the hardest decision for me. But when I did come that I would probably say 
was one of the harder semesters of my life because you're coming into a program where everybody's like already established, like not only soccer wise, but also friend group wise. And so like coming in and like moving in with random people because everybody on the soccer team already had roommates. So I was living with two basketball girls, which I absolutely loved them, but it was just kind of far removed from the team in a sense. And you're also young and everybody's out partying and you've never done that before and everybody else has done that so I think that's a big thing to balance and like the team was amazing and I loved them and then same I don't think you like know this but like I I mean I still have it but I wouldn't call it a heart condition but I have like something an issue with my heart um and so it just like beats super abnormally and so I came in and was like for the first like two and a half weeks I was at the hospital every day And I was 17, so I couldn't sign anything myself. So they were calling my parents. Like, my dad had to step out of meetings to, like, sign stuff. So Because I was getting, like, heart MRIs and, like, ultrasounds and echoes. But they found out, like, I had to do a VO2 max test with a heart rate monitor. And once I hit 80% of my heart rate, it goes away. So I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) It's probably a little personal information for the pod, but... (laughs) Um, But so after that, it was kind of smooth sailing, but right away it was like, it was a rough, it was a rough go for a while, but, but I also think it, this is, I guess, another little bit TMI, but so then my actual freshman year, when it started, I got mono two days before our first game. So I had to sit out for five games, um, but I had performed so well in the spring that she knew what I could do. So the first game I was cleared to come back, I was starting again. So that was like, for me, if I wouldn't have come early, I, I think you guys both probably know this, how you perform your freshman year does, it doesn't determine how the rest of your years go, but it does have an impact. So it's like, if I hadn't come early, I probably wouldn't have played my freshman year. Sophomore year was COVID. That was all over the place. Might not have gotten a chance to play. And then I don't know where I would be right now. So for me, it was a great decision in the, in the long run, but, but yeah. Yeah, especially like once you get into season, it is so hard to be able to prove yourself or anything because all your practices are pretty much tailored to your games. You play every Thursday, Sunday. There's not much time for you to be able to really show what you can do in practice. Exactly. So, I mean, that's like been a, I think probably for everybody in college soccer, a complaint for people who don't necessarily have a starting position and aren't getting much playing time is like, how am I supposed to prove myself when we don't like we're playing as a, like a three five two and we play a four three three. So yeah, for me coming early, although it was rough at times, it definitely benefited me in the long run. Yeah, being from Wisconsin, how close are you from school to home? So when I graduated high school early, I lived right around Milwaukee, so it was like an hour and a half, and that was also part of the reason why I graduated early. I forgot about that. Is my parents moved, so I was gonna have to commute thirty minutes every day to high school, and I didn't want to do that. Um, so they moved 30 minutes closer to Madison. Um, so now I'm only an hour away. So it is like amazing and nice. And I honestly don't really go home that much, but I think like two of my roommates are from Virginia and Texas. And it's like, they get, they honestly, when their parents come, they spend more time with them. So overall they might spend more time with their parents, but just having that like ease in the back of my head that if something went wrong, my parents could be there, I think has definitely been comforting throughout my college experience. Yeah. Did you have a car your freshman year when you came? I did not have a car. My, well, okay. So I didn't have a car, but my brother went to college at the same time I did. And he had a car. So like, if I needed something, I could use it. Like we shared it in high school, but I do have my own car now for the past three years. So it's been very nice. 
Yeah, moving up in the world. Really? I'm sure that helped too, knowing that in the back of your mind as you came in that freshman year, being 17. Um, exactly. Being so close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My mom and I in high school actually didn't get along very well, but her and I, like, she's literally, like, my best friend. So, like, having her here, like, sometimes she'll just, like, come out and take me out, like, shopping or out to eat and stuff. So, it, I, like, love it. That's awesome. So speaking of freshman years, freshman year, Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. You are on a podcast we talk about all the time with two Big Ten champions. Can you describe that feeling of, you know, being that Big Ten championship and like what that means? Because I think a lot of people who aren't in college athletics just don't fully understand that feeling. Yeah, it's actually really interesting that you brought that up because we were talking about it before our game against Purdue. And we always say like, championships are won on Sundays. So that was like our big thing for this weekend. It's like right now we're still in the running for the big 10 championship right now. So it's like taking steps towards that, but it's in my class is the only class left that's won on our team. But I remember just like when we won the big 10, it was just like so surreal because like everything you've ever worked for in your entire life is to like win championships and like doing that on one of like the biggest stages in college soccer is unreal. And it's specifically for me, like as a freshman, getting to be like a part of that and playing and like starting on that team was just amazing. And for me, I think the biggest, I wouldn't say like factor for my freshman year, like the success that I felt that I had was I just like cared so much about our seniors. And it's like, I would do anything for them to like have the season of their dreams and the fact that like I was able to help contribute to that like just was the cherry on top but like the actual memory of it we were at Northwestern and it was their senior day so they like didn't let us celebrate on their field so we were like in the little like alleyway like by Lake Michigan we're, like, <sighs> we like ran out and we like got the hats and the t-shirts and we we're like hoisting up the trophy and I had like a selfie with Paula and the trophy and my parents and it was just like actually like unreal amazing it's like my background of my computer is it and it's like for me it's still one of the coolest like soccer memories I have in my entire life so out of my 22 years it's definitely I would say a top five memory (laughs) I mean it's hard to beat it it's what you work so hard for like everything you do is leading up to that moment for it all to come to fruition like it's got to be a top moment Okay, wait, I have a question for you. What was it like being the first team ever in Michigan State history, right? Yeah, so it's a little bit different for me because I kind of came in with Jeff. Like, I was recruited by the old coaches, but as I came in my freshman year, Jeff had just gotten the job. So everything, like, I wasn't really a part of the old team or old history, and I kind of came into college We've talked about it before, but pretty blind. Like on the Big Ten, like I wasn't, I didn't know Michigan State used to be bad. Like I didn't yeah. know. That we we joked that team. Jordan really didn't know anything going into college. Yeah, soccer. because for us, it was like we got to play Michigan State. Like yes, easy dove. Like not like bashing on you guys, but it was like that's just the perception I knew coming into. I guess. Yeah. So I had no idea that was the perception until I actually got to Michigan State, and people were like, "No, like we we were supposed to suck." And I was like, "Oh my god." And then like every game we won as Jeff was going through it and kind of like changing the program around, doing all this stuff to change the attitudes, things like that, change the program. Um, You know, every single game we played pretty much like we were posting on Twitter that it was history. Like every single game we won was history because we just were so bad before, like we were never used to it. Um, So I think the whole year was just 
I mean, it was just like a daze. Like it was just a dream where like we were constantly breaking history that when we got to that point, it was just like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like that's another tweet. Like it was really weird because half the team knew that if we beat Ohio State, because technically we won the conference a game before the last one. So like we played Ohio State and only half the team knew that if we win that game, we win conference. And the other half had no idea until we went to the locker room and like got our hats and trophies. Um, so it was like it was just like a weird, like euphoric days as we went throughout the season where we were like, we just we keep winning and it wasn't supposed to happen, but we kept doing it. And it was just like the craziest feeling ever. But for me, it was just weird just kind of figuring it out, still being young on the team. Um, you know, I didn't have the experience of the prior coaches or the prior environment. So that's all I knew. Yeah. That's interesting. I forgot to like mention that for my story too. It's like we knew we had won a share of the title two games before like the season ended. So we needed to beat Northwestern to like outright win it. And that's when, so then we beat Northwestern, but we already knew we had a share. So it wasn't like we won the game and it was like, oh, we did it. It was like, we'd already known. Yeah. Cause I think for us, like, even if we lost Ohio state, we only had to tie Rutgers the next game and we would still win it, I believe. So it was like, we didn't know the timing of it, but we had already kind of figured out that there was yeah. a good chance we were going to win. Yeah. That's awesome. So we kind of talk about this a lot with our specific programs and, you know, everything that we've all grown up in love, but Wisconsin is one of those programs that you just, frankly, is always going to be good in some manner. They're always up there in big 10 rankings. It's always a name that you guys come into it. What do you think about Wisconsin makes your program like that? It makes it special. Yeah. I think kind of the thing that I was talking about a little bit before how it's like, I was going to do everything in my power to make the seniors years so special. And I was just going to like work my ass off sorry I didn't know what to say that. you're good <laughs> but I think that's just something that's like ever since I have been here has just like that's been the culture it's like you work every single team until you work them into the ground and I think that's something that has I've brought and I think like I said everybody on my team does so it's no matter who we're playing whether it's like UNC or we're playing Marquette who's another Wisconsin school it's like it doesn't matter who the opponent is. We're going to like treat every game like it's the World Cup, I would say. And I honestly think that I've seen that throughout my like college experience that it's, I wouldn't say always, but the majority of the time it's the team who wins the 50-50s and wins the tackles that it's going to be like come out on top. And I think that is honestly one of the big reasons why Wisconsin just has like that name. It's like, we're not going to give you an easy game. And kind of just off that, like, I don't think we're like, the most skilled team in the world but I think people are special in their moments which I think has also made a really big impact yeah I mean definitely I know you kind of played us back to back so Mm -hmm. um but I mean I would totally agree with that 100% you guys are a very gritty team very hard to play against you guys leave it all out on the field and uh you know I think at the Big Ten level everyone's talented like everyone's skillful what takes is the next level what wins games is that effort is that you know last 10 percent going into the tackle and things like that and you guys definitely because definitely have that <laughs> thanks <laughs> so let's talk about last year for you Emma. and i'm sure you have a lot of mixed emotions about last year <laughs> everything that it brought yeah so for those who don't know a bit about her backstory as we mentioned earlier 2022 big 10 midfielder of the year outstanding 
gate career kind of senior year, if you want to count fourth year, um, you know, with your team, with everything that Wisconsin did. And then in your game against Penn state, you had a pretty gnarly knee injury. Yep. What happened? And can you tell us like, kind of just what that was and the emotions that flooded your head immediately? Yeah. Um, honestly, my, from when I got hurt to like, when I was winning all the awards is actually kind of crazy. And I don't know if I've really like talked about it very much to a lot of people, but so I had been just like playing really well throughout the season. Um, and actually like kind of a side note to that, it's like, that was the first time I'd never really been nervous to play in a game just like that entire season. Like I just didn't get nervous before games. I was like, I just had this like weird confidence where I was like, I know it's going to go well. So I think that was the biggest reason why I was successful. It was like, I kind of just went for it and I didn't get in my own head. Um, but we were playing Penn state and there was a ball that was coming across from the right side and it was really far out in front of me. But I think another thing that made my season so special is I went, I went for things that I don't think most people would have. And so like I stuck my left leg out and I was like, I'm going to get to this ball before anybody else. Um, and their defender did a diving header in their box, which is not something you like normally see. Um, and my foot was planted in the ground and my knee pretty much just <laughs> to the side. Um, but so I ended up tearing almost everything in my knee. Um, but I still had one ligament left, which is good. Um, but all the doctors were like, first of all, we don't know how you didn't dislocate your knee. And if you dislocate your knee, you're pretty much done with sports. It's like a two-year injury. And then when they got my MRI back and they were like, you didn't tear everything. They were like, how is that possible? So for as bad as the situation was, it was, there was a silver lining. My MCL, the surgeon had said it had like exploded in my knee pretty much. So normally you have to wait like three to four weeks to get a knee surgery, but I got mine within the week because something like hardens in your tendon, whatever. I get surgery. Uh, maybe it was a week and a half afterwards. That I think sounds like the correct timeline because I woke up from surgery. My dad took me home. I'm like still on drugs and I opened my phone and I had one big 10 midfielder of the year. And my dad was in a work meeting in the other room because we were in a hotel and I just start like bawling. I'm like, <laughs> because I was like, this is something that I've worked for my entire life. Like this was like my dream as a freshman in like college, like winning big 10 midfielder of the year. Like that was just like the peak of my existence, but it was like on one of the worst days of my entire life. So it was just like such like, I just didn't even know how I felt. Obviously now looking back on it, like I'm still so proud of everything that I did, but I still think there's thoughts in my head where it's like, did I really deserve it? Or did they just like give it to me because I had done well up until that point. But it's like, I don't know, either way I was very excited. But so then I was on crutches for six weeks, like non-weight bearing. So that was definitely struggling. And I remember like I was winning all these like academic awards and like all region and then one other thing and like Paula called me and she was like hey like there's no way like you can win all American like it's just not possible because our team didn't make it to the NCAA tournament and like you get extra votes or something like that but so I was like okay like I didn't I wasn't even thinking about it and so that morning I think it's like six weeks later I'm learning how to walk and then that night I get another call from Paul and she's like, you won all American. And I was like, 
I was like so happy, but I started crying again because I was like, I was more excited that I got to walk for the first time than I was that I won All-American. So again, like this is something that like I have dreamed of my entire life, but it came at such like a hard time in my life where it was like, I just didn't even know how to like feel about it. Um, But then kind of just like my rehab process. So they told me originally I was going to be out for 10 to 12 months. So I potentially was going to miss most or the entire season and I was like no like I'm doing it in nine months like August 17th was our first game and it was nine months in like 10 days or something like that and they're like well if anybody's gonna do it like it's gonna be you um in my rehab process it was anything but easy I had lots of ups and downs at one point my knee was in so much pain I had to take like two weeks off like and everybody has their like situations like that but I just remember the entire time it was like, I never thought in my head that I was like, I'm not going to come back or like, this really sucks. It was always like, I just need to get from point A to point B. And I think that was the biggest thing that helped me throughout my rehab process. And like my timeline was so tight, but I think that for me, it was almost an advantage mentally because I know like some of my roommates have gone through an ACL and it's like, I've seen them struggle so hard and I didn't really like have that mindset. I guess it was just like, I was good at soccer. Now I'm going to be good at ACL rehab. That's what I always told everybody. But so they didn't really think I was going to do it. And then a week before preseason started, I had my knee test and the results came back and they were really, really good. And I got cleared. And then within being cleared within four days, I played in our preseason match. It went from like zero to a hundred so fast. And honestly, the hardest part of my ACL rehab was that first month and a half coming back to soccer because I wasn't playing like myself. I couldn't cut very fast. I wasn't super speedy, I guess would be the right word. Not that I'm super fast anyway, but I was just extra slow. And I was up top, like Paul wouldn't play me at attacking mid. And I was just having a really hard time with it. And I was like, I don't feel like myself and I don't know how to get there. I had meetings with Paula and she was like, I was like, is there anything I can do? And she was like, get hurt three months earlier. Like, it's like, there was really nothing else. It was just time. Um, And honestly, the past like two and a half weeks, I finally started feeling like myself and I've been playing so much better. So I think for the people who listen, like it sucks. And like coming back is like really hard, but like you will be back to like your normal self, I guess is the biggest thing that I've taken away from it. And I just hit, not just I'm about to hit 11 months so actually no I did I did just hit 11 months I'm almost about to hit a year (laughs) like three weeks but um so it did take a while to like fully feel back to normal but I'm definitely definitely feeling better now so I'm trending up (laughs) good time to trend up here yeah Um, exactly yeah you eight eight straight games you scored a goal there was no pity vote there I assure you (laughs) (laughs) you deserved every single one of those awards um but as you went through this, you kind of only missed four games, I believe, that last year. So you weren't able to take a redshirt year or anything of that nature. Did you already know you were going to take your COVID year, your fifth year going into that? Yeah, so I knew I was going to take my fifth year coming back in. People always like came up to me and were like, oh, you were going to leave and go pro. And I was like, no, like I was going to stay. I like Wisconsin too much. <laughs> Why not one more year of college? <laughs> but yeah, so I always knew I was going to come back. That's awesome. And so with all this, you know, your 
frankly put, a player that doesn't often spend time on the sidelines and all of a sudden, you know, for a large chunk of the spring semester, all that growing is happening, you were, can you talk about a bit about finding your role and what that was like kind of watching for a bit more? Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I'm surprised I missed out when I was telling you about it. I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from my ACL and stuff is the things, the little things that people do that you don't realize when you're playing all the time is to me is like unreal. And I've always respected my teammates and I've tried to be a good leader, but it's like, I have never realized how hard it is to not, I don't want to say like be in the spotlight. Cause I haven't always been in the spotlight, but like being a player that the coaches always have an eyes on to not be that person. And like, not, I don't want to say like, get just pushed to the side, but get pushed to the side. It's like, I never realized or understood what that felt like. And I finally did. And especially at the beginning of this season, it's like, I wasn't playing amazing. Like I was still starting and stuff, but it's like, I just wasn't like somebody that the coaches were like always watching or always talking to, or like, how can we be better? It's like, they have their own little side group. It's like, how can we be better and stuff like that? And I always was under the impression that it's like the effort that you put in is like the effort that you get out with the coaches. And up until this point, like I just hadn't known any different because I always put so much effort in and I always got so much effort back. So being hurt was the first time that I realized that that's not always the case. And like, you can work as hard as you want and you can outwork other people. And sometimes it just doesn't pay off. And so for me, kind of like finding my role in that, it's, it was definitely interesting. And I think more behind the scenes work goes on than what you think when you're playing. Um, So like on the sidelines, when you have to cheer for your teammates, when they make a huge tackle, or you have to cheer for them when they're not playing well, and you think that you can be playing better, I think is something that was really hard for me. But I also like did it with a hundred percent effort because I know everybody had done it for me before, but I just think my respect for everybody is like through the roof. And I do think that that has like made me a better leader. And I think this year, especially I've like reached out to more people than I like would have just because now I realize like it's not easy to be a college athlete and it's really not easy to be a college athlete when you're not playing. So I think for me, like as a captain and stuff, it's like just reaching out to everybody and making sure everybody like is doing well is the biggest thing that I took away from it. Yeah, that's a great um, take on it all. I think that a lot of times with people who have always been in the spotlight or have always, you know, kind of had, like you said, you know, been the stars, it's hard for them a lot of times to be relatable in terms of their leadership position because they've never struggled. They've never gone through it or had that experience of knowing essentially what, you know, only 11 are on the field at a time. You probably go on average 16 deep in a yeah. bench. Um, so what the other, you know, 15 girls on the team are going through for most of the season, um, you know, I think that's, you know, it seems like you got a really good lesson out of it and you're using that to be, you know, a better leader and everything. So I'm glad you were able to kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, get the, get the bright side on it, but it seems like, um, you know, yeah, you got the best out of it. Yeah. And that being said, one thing that you've definitely used your voice a bit more in the last couple of years are is starting to take a transition, talking a bit about your mental health experience and being an advocate for that in Wisconsin. And it's something that Jordan and I have both talked about a lot on the podcast, but what kind of made you decide to use your voice for that? Yeah. So when COVID happened, like I've, I mean, Sam, you knew my club coach. I just had a lot of anxiety surrounding soccer. And then when COVID happened and it was like, are we going to have a season? Like. Or like just all this stuff was like 
going around in school we were getting sent home and for me it was just like not knowing what was going to happen just like increased my anxiety so much so I started seeing a therapist and then he referred me to our meditation coach and Wisconsin is really lucky because we have a meditation program and I it might have changed but when I first started his name's Chad when I first started seeing Chad the meditation department we were the only school in the country who had one and so he like just opened my world up to like meditation and it's like exponentially changed my life like my anxiety pretty much like went away and Part of the thing that I was talking about how like I think I did so well last season was because I never really got anxious and I think that is accumulation of like having meditated for like two and a half years at that point. But I also have just seen like teammates struggle and family struggle and I think when COVID happened just it like increased everything exponentially and so I knew at some point like people were going to talk about it and it's like I kind of wanted to be at the forefront of it just because like I had already experienced it and I like reached out for help. I guess the other thing was, is like, we always took these surveys and I'm sure you guys took them too about like your mental health. And like, I just assumed you're supposed to lie on them because I was like, everybody's nervous. Everybody's anxious. But so I finally filled it out honestly. And my trainer, I think within 24 hours was like, yep, you're seeing a therapist. Like it's not necessarily normal. Um, So I think for me, that was another big thing. It's because like, I just didn't realize that what I was feeling was abnormal. So I think once I realized that, or because I thought everybody else was lying too, that it's like somebody needed to speak out. And if that was going to be like helpful and like, I'm not nervous to like talk in front of people and like bring awareness to stuff. So I was like, I'll be the advocate for that. And then so Chad with the meditation, he was how he really opened doors for me in that sense. So I like had a practice on the Calm app and then I don't know if it's published yet, but I did a practice with a calm app and then I spoke at why can't I think of the name I spoke at this like big thing though for Wisconsin and like athletes athletes in action that's what it's called and then I also just spoke at a sorority wow sorority and fraternity (laughs) um like conference at Wisconsin so just like that with mental health I guess is where I have seen myself a little bit (laughs) sorry I kind of forgot what the question was no, you're so good. And actually, you kind of hit my next question on the head. I was going to ask, can you talk to us more about what you did with the call map and how that kind of came to be and everything? Yeah. So Chad just asked if me and then one other student athlete wanted to do a practice because we had been practicing for a while. And I was like, yeah, like, why not? <laughs> like, I was kind of just, it, the, I guess the other thing I had to say about it is like this whole time, I felt like I was kind of just like, swinging at something and like hit it like I had no idea what I was doing and it just like happened to work out um but I think that's how it is with a lot of things like you kind of just have to go for it I wrote a story it wasn't a story I wrote something about like me and meditation and what had happened was over COVID we were in like the Big Ten semifinals I think it was and I like did a zoom call with Chad and he did this meditation called like Qigong and it's like movement meditation and I like did it and it was the first time I've like never had any like racing thoughts in my head before a game it was like 10 minutes of just like clarity and I was like I know this game's gonna be special and then with like three minutes left I like hit an upper 90 shot off of a cross and like we ended up beating Rutgers like 2-1 and I was and then you guys ended up beating us in the championship but it's whatever um (laughs) 
Okay, I have to jump in because my favorite part about this memory, because I obviously have a very different perspective of this memory than you have. And I want to hear all about yours. But my favorite was we were back in the hotel room. Mind you, my team is celebrating. I'm trying not to cry my eyes out because I had gotten a red card in the game, which is like an hour before Emma's game. So we're all watching Wisconsin versus Rudker live. She hits this banger. We're like, all right, we're playing Wisconsin. Next thing you know, I get to my phone about 30 minutes later. I have a text from Emma on my phone. And instead of like, congrats or anything, it's, bro, did you get a red card? <laughs> Question mark. And I'm like, yeah, you're not playing me. So that's one of my favorite things of my day. But that's, yep, yeah, that's, that's accurate. I <laughs> mean, so funny. I just remember watching your game from like the little warm up field and we're like, no way no way they just we were like freaking out and then all of a sudden like I literally looked after our game and I was like Sam got a red (laughs) but oh my gosh that is so funny um but yeah so that was like how I really got into meditation so I wrote a story about that and it was pretty much like the moment when I knew that like I was gonna like keep meditating forever just because it's like not only did I feel better but like I actually was seeing results which you aren't always necessarily going to see results right away like I've been doing it for like almost a year at that point but so yep that's my that's my little story with it (laughs) that's awesome so we talked a little bit about kind of your career throughout now going into this year we are currently in a five-way tie we're second place in the conference Mm -hmm. um Tell us a little bit about your team this year. You know, how are you guys feeling? What's so special about it? You guys are clearly performing well. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, well, right off the bat, in our second game of the year, Aaron Connolly, who's a freshman, tore her ACL. I guess you have to make the most out of bad situations, kind of like what I've just like, that's kind of been my theme, you know? Um, (laughs) But so I kind of just got like thrown in. Um, because it was more like going to be like, I was going to ease my way back into things, but it was like, I was the next man up. So it was like, I kind of just like took that opportunity. And I think we always talk about like, when somebody goes down, like everybody has to be like incrementally better. So I think right when she got hurt, everybody like knew that they had to like step it up. Um, And so I think everybody on our team just like took that moment in stride and just like really just brought it to the next level. Um, and I also think a big part of our success is we have two freshmen in our back line um, and they have been playing very, very well. So I think that's a something like a lot of teams struggle with is like when freshmen come in, it's like there's a hole that needs to be filled and it's not always filled by a freshman like in the correct way just because it's like they don't have experience and stuff, which I think has really helped our team. And I think our defense is the anchor of our team where it's like we're gritty and we're hard to play against and it's going to be hard to score against us if you're going to score. So I think that's been a big thing. And I think other than that, it's just been, I think specifically for me, and then we have four other seniors who are starting and five on the team. It's like, we just know that this is our last season and it's like, we're going to give every single game and everything we have, because it's like, there's really nowhere else we like can go after this, like with Wisconsin soccer in regards to that. So it's like, just knowing that everybody's going to give their all every single moment of every game, I think is something that has helped us throughout the season. And I kind of said this earlier, it's like, I mean, I think we're good, but I don't necessarily think we're the toughest, I mean, most technical team, but I think we always, before every game, we're like, we can be the toughest team. Like we are not going to walk off this field because of effort. And I really think that's the one thing that makes Wisconsin special. 
Yeah, for sure. So as you go through this, this is officially your last season of eligibility. Do you have any plans for after the season? Yeah. So I think when I, so I really didn't know what I wanted to do afterwards uh, or when I got hurt last season, but when I got hurt and I was like making, I guess I would say my comeback, I was like, I'm not putting in this much effort, like literally blood, sweat, and tears to play three months of soccer. And it's been my dream just like as a little kid to like play professional soccer. So I think once I got hurt, I really decided I was like, if I'm going to do it, like I'm going to try and play afterwards. And I think my ideal like dream life would be I get to go play in like the EPL, like for Man City. But I don't necessarily know how realistic that is. But so my other like I guess unknown I would say is like it really does depend for me like how this the rest of the season goes if I'm gonna get the opportunity to play in the NWSL for me it's like I know I want to play afterwards but like knowing where is kind of just in the back of my mind like for me right now it's like I'm just focusing on season and like playing well and like continuing to improve as each game goes on so I think for me like I know I want to play afterwards at least for a few years but where or in this country or not is something that's going to be a kind of as opportunities arise type of situation. For sure. Did you already graduate then? Or are you graduating the fall? So I'm graduating at the end of this. Well, I I walked at graduation last year, but I'm graduating at the end of this semester. And so I like could have graduated last year, but I didn't want to start a grad program that I wasn't going to finish. So I just added on another major. So yeah. Well, as we wrap this up, we do have a quick speed round for you. So we want to hear initial answers. <laughs> what hits you as soon as you can? All right. Starting up, what is the best road trip snack? Oh, my goodness. Off with a hard one. Probably <laughs> chips. I don't know. What kind oh, of chips? Uh, sun chips. The garden ones. The red The red package. All right. All right. Sports drink. Obviously, you have Powerade, Gatorade, all that stuff. What's the best flavor or color? Mm, I like Propel. Oh, okay. Hot Any take. kind of propel. Hot take. I love it. I love that. Pre-game hype song. What goes on there? I want you back, Jackson 5. Been listening to it since high school. Okay. All right. Last one. What Big Ten team has the best field that's not Wisconsin? Purdue or Penn State. Okay. All okay. right. Last one. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite game in your college career? Minnesota last year when we had we were down one zero with 12 minutes left and we came back in one two one awesome awesome well Emma thank you so much for joining us in the pod we are so happy to have you here and sharing your story and all the insights it has been absolutely incredible good luck the rest of this year we both already played Wisconsin so we can officially say we're rooting for you unless we (laughs) start in the tournament and then I don't like Wisconsin um but Good luck with everything, and I can't wait to follow your journey. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Bye, girl. Once again, we are so, so thankful for Emma Jaskins for joining the pod. Jordan, what do you feel about the interview? Absolutely amazing. I love her story. I love her honesty. Appreciate her coming on and being able to share that with us and share it with our listeners. I think there's so many great things to take away from that. Her ability to be resilient and face that type of adversity and come back stronger than ever. I mean, she's having a phenomenal season. Um, is really It's inspiring. It's inspiring to see. And I look forward to seeing what she's going to do for the rest of these five games here. And then as we head into postseason. 
Absolutely. Well, Emma does know this. We told her off the pod, but she also has a pair of Ida cleats coming her way. So we're so once again, thankful for Ida for supporting our people that we love to bring on and share their journeys and their short stories with us. But that also being said, I'm just so thankful for her openness. You know, before we recorded, Jordan and I blatantly asked her like, yo, if you don't want to talk about your injury or anything you've done, like we won't ask. It's a non-existent thing. And she's like, no, I'm an open book. So I have massive respect for her willingness to share that story with you guys, her comeback journey. And I, I will say, I don't love Wisconsin, obviously being in the big time, but I am a big Emma Jaskinik fan. So that is awesome. Well, Jordan, I believe it is rivalry week for you. What, what does it bring in? What are we feeling? Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, we actually have a week off essentially, or six days for us. We play Michigan on Saturday. Our last game was the previous Sunday against Penn state. So I mean, we're all looking forward to having some recovery time. We have a whole week to kind of focus on it, get a good game plan. We'll head over to Michigan on Saturday. Nice late game under the lights. It should be a big one, kind of packed house. It means a lot. Michigan's having a really good year. So, you know, it's always a game you look forward to. And uh, I think we're one and one in my career thus far. So should be should be a really good one. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. We are headed to Nebraska. Once again, a bit of a border battle, a rivalry game between Iowa and Nebraska and any sport is always intense. And we have some good, good energy, but good rivalry between them. So we're excited. And at this point you do have, you know, one of the nation's best offense in Nebraska, but we're one of the top three defenses in the nation right now. So I think it'll be a very intense game and we're very much looking forward to it as well. We were saying, we're like, where, where's the primetime airing of this one? It's going to be a great one. And then we did realize we're playing on Saturday afternoon. So I think the Big Ten Network has a bit other priorities, unfortunately, than showing our game. Don't even get me started. Well, Jordan, as always, thank you so much. I love these little Mondays where we get to spend time with each other and chit-chat about everything. To our listeners, everyone, thank you so much. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend, a coach, anyone. Please write in if you have guests that you want us to listen to. If you have questions, we are always here. Plug us up. Sam.carry, Jordan underscore Wickus. For any hair advice as well. Hair advice, welcomed. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Lisa. Soccer on. Bye, guys.